Our next movie is a high-tech adventure film with some of the best flying footage I've seen since Clint Eastwood in Firefox. The movie's named Top Gun and it stars Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer as two of the best pilots in the Navy. They get selected for elite training in aerial dogfights where they are natural rivals and at the end of the intensive combat training course, the best pilot is named Top Gun. The flying footage in Top Gun is really terrific. There are six or seven major dogfight sequences and they are choreographed so well that most of the time we can actually even follow what's happening. It's when the movie is on the ground that it runs into trouble. The love story between Tom Cruise and Kelly McGillis is not only unnecessary, it's unconvincing. You could see it there. There's none of the romantic chemistry that made her scenes with Harrison Ford so electrifying and witness. The whole relationship in this movie seems to have been written in as an afterthought, and the other relationships are awfully predictable. There's the hero's best buddy, and the rival that he hates, and the old man, and the old-timer knew his dad, and somehow we've been here before. So I give the movie thumbs down despite the great action sequences. Well, and I give it thumbs up because of the great action okay. sequences, because they are magnificent. Yes, they and, are. And they, uh, as you say, these dogfights, I mean, this movie, and I think it's really a whole lot better than Firefox, and, and actually better than, a film I have to admit, you know, one of my favorites, and yours too, the right stuff. I mean, this gives me a sense of what it is like to be in a plane traveling at these speeds, doing the maneuvers that they do. Mm -hmm. And how they accomplish this, I don't know, but it is masterful. I'm sure it'll win Academy Awards on a technical level. It's yeah. spectacular. I can't emphasize that enough. The love story, you're right. It's ridiculous. It's a pale imitation of an officer and a gentleman. Ridiculous. It, but it is. I can't deny that. That's right. And, of course, officer and a gentleman, which was so interesting in terms of I relationships, it would be points better. out the weaknesses here. I'm telling you, I was sitting there in the in the theater, like a almost being hot and cold. Hot That's right. That's exactly right. They'd be up in the air, and it would be so exciting, and it I'd is. be like this, and then suddenly they're down on the ground. Okay, who cares what they're talking okay. about or what's happening? That's the love story. The only thing that I would say, the relationship between the flight instructor... Uh, Tom Skerritt, who, you know, I, we haven't seen him in a good movie since MASH. That's mm -hmm. back in 1970. Yeah. Gee, I wish he were doing more films. I'm glad he's in this one. That I thought was interesting. The love story, garbage, but the flight sequences, you know what they ought to do? This is, this is the greatest advertisement for the U.S. Navy ever. Mm -hmm. They ought to have a recruiting officer in the lobby of every theater. They would sign <laughs> people up. It's that exciting. Welcome back to the Mad About Movies VIP Club. Now here's one of your hosts. Kent, Brian, or Richard. Welcome in, VIPs, slash, main feed, man fam, to the Mad About Movies bar, lounge, grill, and Brian. What are we opening up this week? Uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real traditional one we've, we've done before. It's been very successful. Uh, it's a Kinko's FedEx. Oh, uh, yeah. wow, the first, mm -hmm. first return. Yeah. But we, but it's the Kinkos brand. Well, one. look, we are in significant debt because of the the previous poor choices that I've made as as uh, the business director here. I've to, I've told you guys many times I I should not be in charge of this. Um, mm -hmm. I made a lot of poor choices. Uh, so we're we're just trying just trying to get back on track. So uh, everyone needs copies, right? Limitless paper in a paperless world. Yeah. Um. So uh, you know, come and do that. Ship. Whatever you need to ship, obviously pay more to do FedEx, obviously. Uh, and uh, yeah, help us out. Help us out. Come do, come get all your, your, your shipping and copying needs taken care of here at Mam HQ. <laughs> and grab a hot dog too. We got yeah. the hot dog vendor from uh, Home Depot. Yeah. And uh, he's here as well. It says so world's best hot dogs close. on the sign. So I'm assuming that's correct. <laughs> Gotta you believe just put that, that on a sign. Right? Yeah. 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 Can't Definitely. do that. That's so funny. Man, I'm, I'm all up for like investigative 
documentaries, you know, uh, I think there's a, a resurgence of those on streaming services and things like right now. There needs to be one about fraud that takes place at FedEx Kinko's. <laughs> like, can you imagine the amount of like counterfeiting and <laughs> document tampering and stuff that goes like on a, in those places? It's like a whole arc on Better Call Saul. You know? It is. Yeah, I know. I've, <laughs> I've been rewatching it, but it, it, when you said that, it reminded me to my days back when I was in college, we would we would print backstage passes on at Kinko's <laughs> and just walk into the shows <laughs> for free. That's great. You know, they'd That's post great. them on their website or just post, print out yeah. the tour poster and laminate it. <laughs> I, Walk right time, in. Try that. In Try that, school. kids. That one still works, by the way. Yeah. I, I'm a little older than you guys, and I, I actually had to use Kinko's for, for stuff occasionally. But uh, one time in high school, I was not the best. Yeah. <laughs> I was not the best student. It's fair to, to say. Um and I, we had, to, I did, I didn't, I never would do busy work. If it was busy work, I would do the math in my head of like, how long is this going to take me? How many points is it worth? Okay. No, I don't, I'm not going to do this. Um, but I had this AP English class, I'm, I guess it was probably my junior year. And we were supposed to be doing these like note cards on all these books that we were reading and note taking and all this stuff. And I was not doing it. It was from a specific book and I don't, I don't remember what it was. We had to have a ridiculous number of note cards and i um i went i took the book to kinko's the night before the assignment was due and i just copied all these pages and and pasted them onto cards yes that was classic. so much quicker than and i oh, didn't yeah. have a home printer at that time all these sort of things i'm sure like two years later the teacher was like yeah this is like what everyone's doing because we have printers and stuff but we did not at that time and she was very angry. She did not care for my <laughs> approach. Another classic <laughs> move was the, uh, you can only have one note card of notes for the test. Uh-huh, yeah. And then yeah. you print off everything in like <laughs> mic- yeah. microscopic right. font and you right. can have the yeah. entire, yeah. you know, yeah. review on the so card. Again, it's just so note. many things that, that definitely within 10 years, all teachers have to just be like, all right, this is what it is because every technology is so different now, whatever. Yeah. Um, but at that time, back when we were in high school, like whatever, the texting somebody like in class was just starting to become a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like we still had Q9 texting. Uh-huh. So we could have the phone in your pocket and like not even be able to look at it. And you could be texting somebody from across the room, which was <laughs> awesome because <laughs> you could just memorize, you know, by feel, you would know where your finger was on the keys. So yeah, we, uh, I can't even imagine the links that kids go to now to, uh, yeah. to skirt around rules. But, uh, Cheat in school, if you will. <laughs> well, um, this is a special throwback episode for the main feed because yeah. it's Top Gun week here uh, finally. in the world, everywhere in the world, and we're all celebrating uh, Top Gun Maverick, the release, after 30 years we've been waiting. And what we do often in the VIP is talk about movies that aren't uh, current. We like to keep it current here on the main feed, talk about the movies of the week, what everybody's talking about, but we started the show in 2013 and believe it or not, uh, some movies came out before 2013. <laughs> I, I like to put it as, you know, now you mm-hmm. see me came out in 2013. So that's when cinema really started. So mm-hmm. really we need mm-hmm. to judge things pre and post. Now you see me. <laughs> and so, uh, pre now you see me days. We, mm-hmm. we talk about all those types of movies in the VIP feed. 
There's a lot of them. There's a lot of movies to talk about out there. And there's just not enough room on the main feed to do that. And so we have this VIP feed, which we talk about a lot of throwbacks. We talk about some movies of the week, too, that just aren't good for the main feed because maybe we'll have a, a bigger movie that week that we want to talk, talk about. But we have, you know, maybe the fourth place movie is also noteworthy. So we'll touch on that in the VIP. So what we're doing this week is the uh, non-noteworthy movie that was uh, streaming only was mm-hmm. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. And our VIPs have been so lovely in the Discord talking about that over the whole weekend. What we're doing is we're giving that episode to them. And this episode to you on the main feed. It's a little crossover. So um, special treat for the VIPs. They'll get that special review of Chippendale. Just excited to talk about that. And then you get this preview of what we do weekly on the VIP. So if you'd like to sign up to dollar a week, madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. You get at least a bonus episode a week. You get our Discord access. You get our AMAs. You get uh, that yearly perk. We can get some of our prints. We've got a lot of fun stuff special for those VIPs. So if you want more info, it's madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. And the main thing it does is helps keep the show going, you know. Uh, consider it a donation if nothing else all right it's time to get into this it's the throwback for top gun what we like to do with these is we typically like to start with some memories of the film at hand we'll start with richard here this one came out 1986 richard Mm. the year you were born i'm assuming so um you weren't there uh opening weekend maybe you were (laughs) Your mom I was, might have taken think, an infant infant army. I think I was go. I'm late twenty in nineteen eighty six. I think it was out. Hmm. Maybe Prego, my mom, yeah, went to check out some crews, kept it cruising. What's your uh <laughs> first memories of Top Gun though? It's the first DVD I ever owned. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. And it was it wasn't that I loved it or I don't think I'd ever that's the first time I remember seeing it. We got a DVD player when I was in, I don't know, seventh grade. And, uh, and then we, there was like um, two movies with it. W- one was, uh, no, that was later. I don't know what the first one was or the other one. First one was, but the second was Top Gun. And I've watched it like five times in a weekend. Baffled that I could go chapter to chapter. Remember that feature? Like that was really relevant yes. Yes. in a DVD. <laughs> like, I don't have to fast forward. I can just go to chapter 11 of this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. Dang it. Too far. Back, back. No, that technology crap. did not age well, yeah. but, uh, that was a value add. But yeah, that was my, so, so saw this around probably 12, 13 years old, which would have been turn of the century ish. Mm-hmm. Got it. About, what about you guys? Well, what about you, Brian? What are, what are your, uh, was this one you, you grew up on in the Beagle household? Can't remember the first time I saw it, but, uh, yeah, in high school, middle school, high school, this was like, this was one of the go-tos, um, cause we were really cool. And, uh, so we, me and my my two best friends we we rented this pretty frequently, and then uh, I'm sh- I, I'm pretty sure I had I'm pretty sure I had a VHS copy of this like a, like a real one not a taped off TV one uh, at some point from like <laughs> you know Columbia House or whatever yeah um, man what a weird what a weird thing jokes that on them be... you got it for one cent <laughs> yeah yeah you got seven movies for one cent. Later, I'll have to buy stepmom for thirty four ninety five. But still have good. I still have my social security number though. So <laughs> that's right. I don't that's know. Right. There's a data profile on you that advertisers can buy that started there. 
Like that's the origin point was your DVD preference history. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> Columbia House. Gosh, yeah, we watched this a ton when I was uh, when I was like a, a sixteen, seventeen year old, yeah. whatever. I just I love this movie. I think it's super cool and fun, and it is ridiculous and cheesy in eighties. And I don't always love that, but I super love it when it's when it's Tom Cruise and Jerry Bruckheimer and Tony Scott. Sure knows how to make like an action movie at this time, especially. I mean, so much fun. I love this movie, and I. I cannot look at it uh, objectively, to be honest. So say, <laughs> I'm, my grade is going to be very high. And even if one of you is like, here's all the things that suck about it. I'm like, yep, you're right. And it's an A plus. Like, I, I love this movie. So it's a, I'm very pumped for, for Top, Bun, Top Gun Maverick as well. And Top Bun Maverick. And Top Bun Maverick, yes. Which is when Luca grows a horrible <laughs> Erling Holland Top Bun. Yeah. He takes this this conference finals loss pretty tough yeah. and comes back with a with a top knot. So I'm excited for Top Top starring Garrett Carrot Top. <laughs> Should be spelled B O R E D. Top Top as well, but we can't talk about that here. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, for the uh, real VIP feed. <laughs> well, we this might be for me. I don't think I own this one at all. I don't think I owned it on DVD. I don't. I know I didn't have it on VHS because I would have worn that thing out. But I think this was in my household like the most viewed cable movie mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> of the night. Like Big this was on player. all yeah. the time. I remember I, I have scenes from this thing memorized, and I, and I'm with Richard. I, I don't think I saw it until you know I was uh, I could comprehend what I was <laughs> what I was witnessing. And so yeah, it it, it hits that nostalgia button right on it man it is <laughs> it is so 80s yeah. going back and watching this one was was really fun i had watched it like a few years ago i think i maybe watched it at the beginning of the pandemic again because i remember talking about it on the pod pretty recently and, uh, and this was close it. to coming out back then before the pandemic right, so we right. Were maybe that's why i watched it i was like yeah, yeah i gotta get ready for <laughs> that's probably why i did because yeah. top if gun maverick was like, like two months yeah. away at that point yeah. yeah totally if it started like two months later we would have seen this movie yeah exactly in yeah exactly and so went back and watched it and really uh it, it really enjoyed the movie uh like the cinematography blew me away i i, I didn't remember how how beautiful uh, Tony Scott team shot this and just kind of the vision for how this should look mm-hmm. and going back and rewatching it this time though, for the podcast, the thing that stuck out to me the most was the music. Like I, mm, I need to yeah. buy this thing. I need to buy this record so that when I have kids, I can be like, Hey kids, you want to know what the eighties was like? <laughs> just listen to this soundtrack. Like, from the original score to the songs to every, it's the most eighties thing yeah. that's ever eighties, and I love it about it. it it's Same. it's something that I'm gonna miss about the uh, the the new one because mm-hmm. I know it's not gonna go, it's not gonna lean into that probably, right. and I'm gonna miss that because I think that's what kind <laughs> of like I there's something weird about that uh, vaporwave music with these jets flying that works that I can, I can't quite put my finger on. <laughs> it takes me back yeah. to a place for sure. For sure, yeah. This CD, I, I said I had the VHS Columbia House. I definitely, this was 100% one of the first CDs I got on the <laughs> Columbia House version uh, or the CD version of Columbia oh, yeah. House. Loved it. And then when the, I don't know if you guys remember, they released the, uh, there was like an updated one that came out in like 2000 
that had all of the non-original songs on it too. So you're sitting on the dock of the bay and oh, you've yeah. lost that love and feeling and all Great that. Great balls of fire. And that was so. like a yeah, exactly. That was like a day one. We got to be at the store. To, we got to get to Best Buy today to get. Oh, to you stayed overnight. You're like, yeah. you guys here for the new uh, Blink One Eighty Two record? Nope. Nope. Top, Top Gun, Gun soundtrack, soundtrack release. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> please, please give it. <laughs> one copy and we're gonna go home and burn it for each of us yeah, the soundtrack was... uh, is one of the most popular soundtracks ever uh-huh. uh, we need to probably do an episode on best soundtracks because there was a time we mentioned this on the show i don't know if it's vip or otherwise that like if you wanted your song to be a hit just put it on a movie soundtrack oh, oh, yeah. soundtracks were so good. And it's like it was an instant <laughs> top mm-hmm. 40 song yeah. and that's that's so totally a lost art maybe Maybe we come back to that. Maybe with Top Gun Maverick, maybe this Lady Gaga song is the number one song and it, <laughs> yeah. and it brings that whole th- type of thing back. But yeah, this was uh, nine times platinum, almost a diamond record for, for the Top Gun soundtrack. For soundtrack. And it really for only had Highway to the Danger Jets. Zone and, and uh, Take My Breath Away were really the only songs yeah. on yeah. it. Take and My Breath Away. with the boys, sir. Give oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and... Uh, it won the Oscar for best original <laughs> song, Take My Breath Away. Great cover by uh, Newfound Glory, by the way. For mm, Yeah, totally. You want to check that out. Yeah. Top Gun was not re- really received well in the day by critics. This is something that I that kind of blew my mind going back and, and watching this, clicking on it on, on my TV to watch it. And the, seeing the Rotten Tomato score is like 50% rotten. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I had the exact same thing because remember for, I think it was for episode 300, we did our our favorite guilty pleasure movies. And that was my definition. Just so I had something to work from was like, it has to be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. And I don't think this was on the list. And I'm certain that that is due to, I did not realize that. It yes, was, same. It I wouldn't have, I would have not have thought. I thought yeah. this would have been, I guess, as well received as, as the new mm-hmm. one is getting. I, I. <laughs> I guess there can be some complaints about the script. Um, we'll go into that. I do have some. I did try to write down some negatives, Brian, just because uh, mm-hmm. you know prepping the pod type of situation. Sure. But yeah, it's one of those things that even in the day, I, I feel like the way they shot the planes and just the entire way the dogfights were cut together, I feel like critics could appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe if they, uh, don't understand like the kid lingo aspect of this movie or whatever, then they can at least appreciate the uh, effort that went into, uh, the, the, uh, I don't know, produ- the pr- production mm-hmm. side of this instead of like, oh, we just need butts and seats. Let's get Tom sure. Cruise. Let's, I, I think there's more to appreciate about this than just like the rom-com aspect or not the rom-com, like the romantic uh, action movie a- mm-hmm. element of it that it gets. So sure. maybe they yeah. couldn't see through that and see this as anything more than like a, I don't know, a cheap romance with uh you know, some, some stock sure. footage of planes. Like, I don't know. I, I need yeah. to go back and, uh, and read some more. Obviously you heard the uh, review off the top there, but yeah, I mean, it, it confused me for sure. 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 Yeah. Look, I, I think that the, uh, <laughs> I think that the the love story is pretty forced, as is the case with a lot of Tom Cruise movies. Um, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like they have just a ton of chemistry. Apparently, they didn't really like each other either. So that probably that probably had a little bit to do with it. Um, 
And it was added. I didn't know this, Kent. When I was looking at kind of the notes on all this stuff, that was the there was like a love story element, but the the scenes, you know, the sex scene and the the elevator scene and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff was all shot in post. Because the, maybe the there audience- was a, a, a need to up the uh, heterosexuality of the movie. Just <laughs> sure, Google Quentin the- Tarantino <laughs> Top Gun if you don't know what I'm referring to. Yeah, but like. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure that that was like, there's some undertones in the right. preview screenings like, okay, is he with this? Right. Is he into this girl right. or not? Because right. yeah. without that elevator scene, you really don't know. Like he just yeah. leaves her. He's like, all right, peace. Got to go take a shower. And he just, <laughs> he's just like, what? Yeah. It is, it is pretty, it's pretty wheels off on that one. And, it's and like that, the guy in the bachelor, it's like that when that yeah. the guy in the bachelor came out and they went back and played all his stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? Right. Right. It also has some weird editing, which is funny because it's, it was nominated for best edit. Like it got an Oscar nomination for editing. The, it, it really, it's less the editing and the pacing. There's some strange pacing here. Like it really, there are moments that feel like, it's just a collection, not not all of it, maybe not even most of it, but there's like sections in this that feel like um, just sort of standalone scenes that are then kind of stitched together a little bit. So if maybe that's, and I, I think there's probably, I bet if we went through Kent and looked at all the, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, there would be a few at least that are, that are negative based solely on, they feel like this is propaganda for the military. So there's that that always could uh mm-hmm. could sway the reviews a little bit for for some people but uh yeah but not sure for I, me man this movie rules so yeah this was fun. in yeah. kind of in the midst of the uh you know Berlin Wall situation and all that i'm <laughs> i'm sure there was like a lot of tension in the air and this just mm-hmm. kind of fueled yeah. the fire in terms of propaganda so yeah. that's probably you're probably right that that is what what they saw as the fault but I mean, you gotta you gotta love, love Tom Cruise in this movie as just like I, he's so young. I didn't, you know, I always picture him as like being thirty five forever, except in like sure. maybe his, you know a couple of risky his first business. movies, Risky right. Business. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. this, I always felt like he was just Tom Cruise. But oh, he's super young in this, and never realized until this last rewatch for this episode, Tom Cruise had a unibrow. <laughs> yeah yeah what you know i never and, noticed and, it yeah and it and his teeth too you notice his teeth aren't uh aren't perfect like yeah they appear to be now also something uh that we'll see this paid for all that stuff because oh yeah movie, for sure right? for sure so yeah, yeah this is what started the cruise machine i, that's I right. think that's right uh, going back in the research like he didn't really want to do this movie and they had a i think they said a bunch of different people were up for the role, including Jim Carrey mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Jim Carrey as Maverick? Can I, can I read you the list of people I wrote down? Sure. For this yeah. That were mentioned. Uh, Matthew Modine was the original guy. And been he, good. To, to the point, he turned it down because he did not like the film's uh, Cold War politics. So um, I think there was a lot of people that, mm. that didn't want to be involved because of that. Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen, Emilio Estevez, Nick Cage, John Cusack, Sean Penn, Matthew Broderick, Michael J. Fox, that would have been weird. Tom Hanks, Robert Downey Jr., Kevin Bacon, and then about 10 other people who are slightly lesser known than those guys. Like, pretty much. And Jim Carrey, you mentioned The Jim only Carrey, like, one I can see in that list yeah. pulling it off, like like maybe Cruz it, would be Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Sway- Swayze maybe could have done it. Um, 
you know, if it's Sean Penn, that becomes a, a much broodier character, right? I think uh, Sean Penn is Iceman. I can, I would like that. Yeah, yeah. RDJ is probably a little young for that. Mm. At the, like two years later, RDJ can do that. I think, but not, uh, not, not in 1986. Not, not when they're filming in '85 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think they nailed it with with Cruz, but yeah, he didn't want to do the movie, and Jerry Bruckheimer got him in the in a plane with the Blue Angels, like put him in, put him on a flight. And then they said Tom Cruise got off the plane and like ran to a payphone and called him and was like, I'm in. I wanted like his adrenaline was so high that he has never really given that up, to be honest. Mm-hmm. He's still living yeah. off the high of of trying to replicate that experience. And so didn't really um notice the Unibrow and also Goose in the movie, Anthony Edwards, uh, way taller than him in the movie, yeah. and they make no <laughs> they don't try to hide it at all. Yeah. Let's see in Top Gun Maverick if there's one character that right, appears right. taller than Tom Cruise. I'm going to say there's yeah. none. None. He had to wear lifts to be in the scenes with with Kelly McGillis because oh, she's yeah. like three inches taller than he is. That makes uh, sense. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think at this point he doesn't uh, <laughs> he doesn't have the contractual sway to say nah. Nobody nobody looks taller than me on screen that he do, that he clearly does now. So. Uh, yeah. Which is funny too, because Tim Robbins is here. Tim Robbins is like seven foot three, so it's oh really? Ever would have been? Yeah, I mean he's not really seven. Foot, he's tall. a huge dude. He's too tall to be a fighter pilot. Like he would be mm-hmm. rejected from the Navy for being too tall for uh, uh, for the cockpit and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's got to. He's probably what I think Tim Robbins is like six five, six six, something yeah, like that. I think that's the range. Okay. Yeah. So the main. Um, Theme song of the movie, like we said, is is Highway to the Danger Zone. Kenny, they said they tried to get Toto and Ario Speedwagon to record the song, and they both said no. So I guess they had the song written, and they're just like, we need someone yeah. to put their name on this thing. And uh, <laughs> Kenny Loggins yeah. still touring off yeah. that bad boy. Yeah, that's fine. Good, good work for him. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, the open the opening sequence is the song kind of, and then the second verse kicks in, and I pause the movie. Sixteen minutes into the movie. <laughs> We're still playing the song. <laughs> Great loop, man. <laughs> it just keeps going. I was like, wow, this is one of the longest intros to a, a movie of all time. Uh, yeah. Greatness. And I think the shot of Maverick riding the motorcycle on the runway with the jet taking off is one of the mm-hmm. best shots in cinema history, really. So many it good is shots so effing team. awesome, man. Like, it's the perfect shot. <laughs> like I can't get a, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know how they plan that out or what, but like, I mean, it's like, it hits the emotion of Maverick. He has the, the perfect expression on his face and the excitement and the speed and the sunset. And, oh, it's so great. Yeah. The way Tony Scott, just like his insistence on, we need as much sunset as possible in this movie mm-hmm. works to his yeah. favor. In fact, they said um, that they were on a, aircraft carrier and they lost the sun so he paid the 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 uh the captain a bogus check to turn it around so that they could continue filming in the sun it's like oh that's gonna cost you okay how much yeah so good yeah tony scott tony scott was like if if michael bay had an artistic had restraint uh, like he he restraint that's a great way to put it like michael bay does explosions so freaking well Shoot sunsets well too. Um, yeah, he does. He does all these things well, but like Tony Scott had an I 
I, I'm not even just, dis- I don't even mean this as disparaging of Michael Bay. We all know Michael Bay's limitations and flaws and all this sort of stuff. Tony Scott had a real eye for a great shot, not just a great action sequence. He, he could kind of, he did both of those things very, very well. He's one of the best action movie directors that, uh, that we've, that we've ever had. And you, you see that to do this movie in 1986 with a $15 million budget. I mean, that's, that's incredibly impressive for it to look the way that it does. You know, the way, yeah, the way he he envisioned it, like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not going to take that much. Just give me a camera crew. We'll go out yeah. with an actual thing. We'll shoot a bunch of B roll, and we'll get a bunch of footage of planes, and we, you know, we'll cut it, cut main mainly most of it mm-hmm. that way. And so it's not like you have these a ton of setups with these planes. You know, it's really. Cutting to a guy in a in a cockpit and then cutting back to a plane flying, you know. So it doesn't. No one has to know if he's in the plane or not. So just the the way he's like, okay, I can do this thing for pretty cheap. And back then, I had fifteen million. This thing made four hundred million dollars at the box office. I don't think it works as well if if they didn't have that kind of documentary style mm-hmm. yeah. approach behind the scenes of of doing this. And they said the script was really loose too. Like mm-hmm. they had this this thing, but they kind of let the personality of the characters um, evolve throughout the movie, and, and you can definitely tell. I, I love um, Goose. I think he's great in this. Um, yeah. Super charismatic. I mean, so charismatic that he dated Meg Ryan right after this. Uh, yeah. Uh, after yeah. this, Meg Ryan's great, obviously. But um, I mean, Meg Val. I mean, come on. Yeah. It's yeah, we, it, Val. Val take Val takes it over the top. I'm assuming the new. Maverick movie is like 77% on Rotten Tomatoes, but like Val shows up and it, it, it ups the auto 20%. <laughs> we, I mean, Fair. I approve, obviously. That's what you're going to do. Yeah. 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 Val rules. It's this era. We talked about Val when we talked about the Saint a couple of weeks ago, mm. in VIP, um, and just sort of his career. This is, this is such a fun, cause he's, I mean, He's uh, it's like pre movie star Val, but he he still has he already has the the vibe you know like he if you watch this movie in 1986 and you walked out and were like I mean Tom Cruise is cool but like Val Kilmer that's the guy like he's he's the star moving forward you you wouldn't have been wrong right like you would have felt like you would have felt really good about that because he just has so much charisma and presence he's only in this movie for like 15 minutes. Um, but he's so he's it's such a cool time um, mm-hmm. in, in the Val Kilmer career, and he just gets totally overshadowed within a year by by Cruise. Yeah, and rightly so. I mean, it's Tom Cruise; he's a real movie star. So, what are you gonna do? So, I so the rivalry between the characters is, is great, and Iceman, in kind of a rocky move, ends up winning the Top Gun award, and so you know Maverick doesn't even win, but all is not lost because there's some actual combat the end of the movie as Maverick is trying to uh, get over the loss of Goose, his, uh, his friend who died under his supervision and feels guilty about it. And one of my big complaints with the movie up until the end is like, there's not a lot of tension here. It's like, Mm. you know, they're doing like fake missions (laughs) the entire thing. Yeah. It's like, that would have been a kill, man. Yeah, but it wasn't because <laughs> we're doing fake. And so I love the element of putting some actual real world 
uh, you know, a real mission at the end of the movie. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. this this actually led to something. It's so yes. like these guys were just training and like, yeah, he won the award and he was the f- <laughs> best pilot that was at that school. The end. He was the top gun yeah. at Top Gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, like there had to be something like what does what is all this skill why is this skill needed and mm-hmm. all that why is it important and and they show you that at the end I, I really like that by the way i guess top gun's the character i guess he's named maverick because he's from dallas i guess yeah because he has a dallas patch on his on his thing yeah. and the mavs were were already a team at this point so i always thought it would be the other way around <laughs> like uh <laughs> You know, like Mavericks would have tried to jump on the uh, Top Gun bandwagon in the eighties. Like, yeah, <laughs> Maverick thing could be. Uh, Hopefully, this is yeah. huge so that we can get a. Uh, maybe the Mavs will rebrand around this. Like, I, yeah, you know what? I was thinking that <laughs> it would actually make sense if they did a Maverick themed uniform because of the aviation yeah. history of Dallas. Like, yeah, they could spin yeah. it in a way cool. like this is our tribute to the FAA history here and. Yeah. Uh, Okay, they wouldn't well, have to change imagine anything. Imagine if there was cool graffiti on it, though. What if it was, oh, okay. what if it was like the Maverick, uh, the helmet design on a jersey? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. And Let's get on it. Cruz would show up and try to become a Oh, yeah. Cruz could show player. up and, so, uh, and put him in the starting lineup like Tony Romo. Romo so, yeah. Yes. Oh, that, I would support that. Yes, obviously. Cruz I, would get a few. Who was I mean, it? He'd, uh, get, he'd be like um, Alvarez on the Pelicans. Yeah. What's his yeah, name? Get some Jose Alvarado. Yeah. 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 Alvarez, that's what, yeah, get him. He'd be hounding you at full court, really low, hand in your chest. And then just just taking off up court. Just that, that <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise run from yeah. free throw line to free yeah. throw line. Oh, man, imagine. Absolutely. Who was imagine. it uh, this past weekend that said, like, after seeing the Mission Impossible trailer, there's nothing that convinces me that Tom Cruise today wouldn't be an effective slot receiver in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get a few yards. At least. Yeah. Like the yeah, way he know, runs. He'd know right where like to his... be on third down. Yeah. He'd find that He's little Wes Welker down. gap. Oh, yeah. 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 Super shifty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need six yards. He is gonna get you six yards. <laughs> oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, and he's got that fire in his soul too. You know, just like that. Yeah, and he that blocks determination a harder than you expect. They're like, don't you need to bring in the tight end? And you're like, nah, we're good. Yeah, we got we got the old Tom Cruise at the Z. Yeah. So, um, a little Vince Papali going on here. Yeah, it's yeah, perfect. It's perfect. The movie uh, ends with Maverick transitioning over to the instructor role, which is, I think, where we're. Uh, getting uh, with with Maverick the movie. So now he is the uh, Tom Scarrett character mm. and he is uh, got Miles Teller to boss around. So I assume Only he's dying. He has part. to die at the end of this, right? That's why it's called <laughs> Maverick. Maybe. Cuz this maybe. should be called Top Gun Maverick. This is Maverick's story. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh we'll we'll see how how it plays out, man. I I uh I'm excited. I know that this sequel, they had a script for it like the day after Top Gun. Because, by the way, this is the biggest movie of 1986 by a pretty wide margin. I looked to at the charts. It was in the top 10 for 25 weeks. Oh, and I know wow. it was a different era, but still, that's that's insane. Um, Like back to yeah, the future this, numbers. This, this, yeah, totally. But this was this was written, or at least I don't know that it's this movie, but the sequel was written right after the movie came out. And Cruz was like, uh, not really want to do a sequel unless you give me 
this much money. And eventually that was like, all right, we can't, we can't do that. We can't give him that much money. So we have to let this go away. But it's been out there for a long time is the point. I'm excited for it. Uh, we'll, we'll close with this before we get to weekly recommends and grades. One wish for Top Gun Maverick. It's one thing you want to see in the movie, Brian. I think that watching this time around, um, I do want more. I do want a little more action. I think we're gonna get that. It looks like it's it's heavier on on the action than. Uh, I mean, I know that a lot of it obviously is gonna be training based, just like this one is, and I'm cool with that. I'm. I think that that's a really. I think you're right, Kent. That like, if if we hadn't gotten a real dogfight at the end of the movie, it feels like a little bit of a of a, a downgrade or a disappointment. Um, but because you get that, I think it makes all the training stuff even cooler. Um, so I know that this, this one's going to be pretty heavy on the training stuff, but I imagine that we're going to get more actual in flight dogfight training and stuff more so than like, you know, the, uh, the, the, the book parts and the testing and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's, that's my biggest thing I think is just, and the other thing that I'm really looking forward to is the, I mean, that trailer, <laughs> the introdu- the introduction of, of, of uh, Maverick is so MacGruber. Oh, I know. I, I cut it together. I'm going to love it so Send much. It I'm guys. going to die laughing. Even having seen that trailer 50 times, I'm so pumped to see it in the That theater. was a long time ago. <laughs> and starting tight end for the University <laughs> of Texas El Paso. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's spot on, so. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to to a little bit more of that. And I By know the it's way, look great too, on the MacGruber note. Makes good looking movies. The MacGruber sex scene is shot for shot taken from this movie. Is it not? <laughs> With the shadows? Oh my god, it's a pretty the aggressive silhouette. sex scene. It is for like a PG movie. Yeah, yeah. they MacGruber. They just had to be like, let's just do the Top Gun. <laughs> Let's just see how they did that, and hey, like with the song going on, "Take My Breath wings. Away" in the background. Yeah. <laughs> it is like amazing, so over the top too, and he bounces too, just like MacGruber. Yeah, it's like yeah. gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe have a blah punk in this new one. Like that'll be his way to show his age. <laughs> that Maverick just takes his blah punk out of his car every time. Blah punk. <laughs> I I think the new uh, one. I'm with you, Brian. I like the I like the action scenes in the old one, but it's kind of hard to get your bearings in them to know mm-hmm. what's going on. Sure. So if yeah. they can do it better, where the audience can kind of keep track of what you know uh, the uh, geography of the scene a little bit better, maybe through CG. I realized mm-hmm. back then it's like you can only shoot certain stuff logistically; it's just impossible to do do get every shot you would want. But now you can, so. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that uh, story-wise, those are way better. And this is going to happen, right, guys? Like, it, Miles Teller's going to be Maverick's kid, right? He's Goose's kid. Oh, he is? Okay, that's yeah. already been revealed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, Appreciate okay, how are they going to bring the uh, the element of from Top Gun of, you know, his father? Yeah. Of, of Maverick's father. How are they going to bring that into this one? Right. I did read today, though, that, um, you know, in this movie, when Goose is talking to him about the Admiral's daughter, um, that that's Jennifer Conley, that they, it's like a little bit of a tie in there of that. OK, that uh, Jennifer Conley's character is the Admiral's daughter that is referenced uh, in this movie, which is I mean, no one that doesn't matter like at all, obviously, but it's a funny little very excited Easter, for, I guess. Yeah. I'm actually Jennifer Conley. <laughs> Great. uh James Tolkien performance too of 
as a stinger, the yeah, Enterprise yeah. Uh, commander. <laughs> yeah. No Ryan, McFly ever amounted to anything in the history of Hill Valley. <laughs> you know, Tony Scott must have just loved the element of like uh, being in control rooms. Like, let's just do a whole movie of that. And he did Hunt yeah, for Red control October. Control rooms are cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's greatness. Great. Yeah. We need more. We need more movies set on either aircraft carriers, submarines. Submarines, man. More sub movies. All that kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. Just the interiors of those are awesome on screen and the lights and totally and the tension. It's all great. It's all greatness. Um, I'm going to grade this one out as a throwback grade of, uh, give me an A minus on this one. What about you, Brian? I mean, objectively, it's probably a B plus A minus kind of movie. Uh, but I don't want, I don't have to be objective when it's a throwback. So, uh, A plus, man. I love this movie. It's so <laughs> yes. much fun. Super quotable. Um, the, the, the singing to, to Killing McGillis in the bar is hilarious. Uh, I mean, super cringy, but, but especially to 16, 17 year old kid. Man, that was, yeah. Look the at line where, where she's he like, who, yeah. Hi, I'm Charlie. I'm Maverick. <laughs> yeah. Like, what you're, so you introduce yourself as Maverick. <laughs> yeah, that's and you know that's how he is in real life. Too, crazy. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I love this movie and it's one of uh, it's it's a super rewatchable, super fun movie. So A plus, can't wait for the sequel. Uh, Richard, what about you? Yeah, A plus for me too. What's uh, what wouldn't be A plus about this? Now, yeah, I'm so excited. I never thought we'd get this sequel, and I mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see these jet sequences with modern yeah. tech, it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm wondering, I, I, cause I think there's a, a soft spot of course, for people ages 30 and up for this film, but I'm wondering the cruise effect on the new generation. If people have soured on cruise, what that whole thing is going to be like, like how people are going to feel having cruise on, on the top mm-hmm. again. And it's like, yeah. man, this guy just, he so, he he is the only guy. He's the only movie star. <laughs> it's, it's like it's him and comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like his own. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody on on his level, like Neeson. No, is not on his level, but like he, everyone uh, kind of flares. He has up, a brand, you know. You know Will like, Smith had a moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, like Fast and Furious guys had a moment. The Rock had a moment. You know, it it. Uh, you know, different comedians have had their kind of movie star moment, but everyone has, it's like they flame out after like seven years. Mm-hmm. There's a shelf. Life. And then Tom Unless just Tom doesn't. Yeah. He had one little yeah. divot from like when he mm-hmm. jumped on the couch. Denzel maybe. To mm-hmm. about Valkyrie. Yeah. Denzel for sure is the closest, Um, mm-hmm. but it's pretty wild. Cruz's batting average. He's made mm-hmm. like, well, however many he starred in and however many movies and like three of them are below like a B. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, and super successful too. I mean, it's it's a the combination. I mean, successful monetarily. I mean, yeah. like the the combination of all these things is is, and he's been doing it for like this is his first real. I know he had Legend and and uh, Cocktail. We mentioned Risky Business earlier, and whatnot. But like Top Gun and then Color of Money back to back. That's pretty strong that's where the time that's where it really starts that's where tom cruise movie star mm-hmm. begins and uh you know that's still rolling man we're 36 years into Do, this thing. it's crazy and tony scott tried to kind of repeat the success with days of thunder and uh you know the speed element of bringing this do you think uh they could reboot that one with cruise 
Days of Lightning. Maybe he's uh, trying to drive Formula One at age 60 or something. <laughs> like, what are the old other properties we can get crews to get back in on? I don't know. Minority Report, too? Would be in on that. I, I am interested to see what the next phase of Tom Cruise looks like. Because Mission Impossible is wrapping up. Getting two more of those, but they filmed back to back. Um, I think, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Uh you know, I don't know. This is going to do a lot this weekend. Like people, I mean, it's already looks like it's at least going to be the biggest movie of his career opening weekend wise. Um, and I don't know how that will compare to Dr. Strange or whatever else, but it's going to, it's going to do very well. I don't know that this is kind of geared towards launching a, a franchise or whatever, but, um, my, I kind of think no. I mean, anything can be a franchise, so whatever. But I kind of think that's not necessarily the plan. So those things are wrapping up. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what he, what he does now. Can't like if it, mm-hmm. if it is a return to, if he's like, hey, this worked really well. What other movies can I go back to? Or if it's, you know, is he gonna start a new franchise? Yeah, is he, is he gonna, gonna do is he gonna Marvel go full movie? franchise like, what's mode? He, what's he gonna do? Yeah, or is he's he only gonna... halfway through his life? of doing this <laughs> yeah I mean, on screen too I mean, yes yeah so he's got at least 60 more years i mean so i would gotta start i kind of want him to go franchises i want him to go back to like i'm working with goat directors you know the kubricks the spielbergs i would love for him to do like a tarantino movie or a scorsese mm-hmm. movie or something like that maybe work with the safties or something like i would like be cool. i would be i would like that for the next phase would be like sure. a I don't know, kind of a Nicolas Cage element uh, to his career where he's just doing weird stuff and being Tom Cruise. I don't know, that could be fun. Man, I just I just pulled him up on on the numbers. 38 movies where he's he's the leading actor. <laughs> it's 8.5 billion dollars wow. worldwide. I mean, that's He'll let you know too. Pretty crazy. Yeah, oh yeah. He'll definitely oh, yeah. remind you yeah. of that. Yeah. All right. Um that's Top Gun. Looking forward to Top Gun Maverick. That episode will be out next week. And uh, thanks for listening to this little throwback. Before uh, we say goodbye, what's it? A little weekly recommend. Weekly recommend. Yeah, are you guys? I was curious about this one. This is super up my alley. I didn't know if either of you have started it. Has anyone started Slow Horses? No. I haven't yet. No, I, I, uh, that, was for, that one was for you guys. I knew you yeah. guys would be all over that one. Um, yeah, loved it. I'm, I've got two left. I haven't completely finished it yet, but that's my. That's pretty much all I've been watching. So, um, nice. yeah, awesome. yeah, it's it's great. Um, it's uh, I would not call it a comedy, but the parts that are funny are very funny. Um, it's that's got actually I heard. got. Some, I was confused by that. Yeah, like, oh, it's got some laughs in it for sure. Mm-hmm. And Oldman is playing his character kind of. Not straight for laughs, but at least what we know so far. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think I think both of you would really like it. Um, but yeah, it's got a great and a great opening scene as well. Awesome that oh, that came out like the same day as this one uh, with with uh, Brolin too. Open range yeah. or yeah, outer range, outer range, outer range. Yeah, and so I have those two saved because they came out simultaneously, and I was like, I'm not going to start one and and watch the other so mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna binge both of those now that they're yeah. both fully out um there's a lot of shows i need to binge this tokyo vice one with yeah, yeah with uh, Ansel elgort's got really good 
reviews. My my wife is watching Under the Banner of Heaven right now with uh, yeah. with Garfield. She's she's really enjoying that. Barry is chugging along here. A new season of Atlanta just uh, just wrapped yeah. as well. So yeah, been good stuff. Oh, <laughs> we did talk mild. Have you guys started the offer yet? No, no. I don't think I'm going to get to that one. Like not, I'm not like no, I'm not watching that. It's just you mentioned just now five or six shows that I really want to watch, and then there's st- like I'm still, I still have like two or three episodes of Severance I haven't gotten to. I still have a couple episodes of We Own This City I haven't gotten to yet. Like it's it's all stacked up because I've been watching better. I've been rebinging Better Call Saul and now Stranger Things because it's like you know it's been freaking three years mm-hmm. since we've seen that show. And I don't remember much of it so. Anyway, I have all these shows that I really want to see, and the offer is one where I'm like, that looks, I mean, it looks fine. It looks good. I just, I'm never, I'm probably never going to get to it. So I've already like set it back in my head. Like, no, that one's not going to happen. I'm dead. You guys need to watch it just to see how bad some of the acting is in it. It is like the juxtaposition between good performances and bad performances. Like there's no in between. It's either you're giving me uh, something that might be nominated for an Emmy or a Razzie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the guy that plays uh, Mario Puzo is really great. <laughs> Patrick Gallo is fantastic. Uh, Dan Fogler plays Francis Ford Coppola and he's great. And then um, Matthew Good and Giovanni Ribisi are in the movie are in the show and they are just awful. <laughs> and the guy who plays Pacino like is the, maybe the worst impression of Pacino I've ever seen. Like it's like worse than Seth Meyers trying to do his Pacino (laughs) bit. If you've ever, if you've been watching that Seth Meyers, he always has Pacino, bit. it's worse than that. And it's like the guy who plays Pacino in this, in this thing. But I mean, I'm interested in the story. So I don't know. I've only watched three episodes. I don't know if I'll maybe finish, but I love Fogler as Coppola. I think that's a, that's pretty nice. I kind of think we've done, like the over the top Italian guy character yes. has, been, has been done so Like the much mob side of this show is yeah, so dumb. It's just it's kind of hard. I I really mean that like I think sometimes it's hard to tell is is this, is this a bit? Is it not? Is it good? Is it terrible? Like I mean, you know, uh Leto in House of Gucci like I mm-hmm. that was like Hey, no, that was really good. I was like, "What? What are you talking about?" But it, it's just, it's really, I don't know. I feel like for like culturally, it's like the second somebody starts doing the bit, we have about a five second span where we're trying to decide is this good or bad, and then we just jump on one side and roll with it because it's just been, Mm. it's been done so much. But anyway, my recommend is. A documentary that I recently checked out. You guys will like it. Uh, it's Cheryl, the Cheryl Crow documentary on Showtime. Nice. Really good. Gosh, she's fantastic. I mean, she's well. Good. If it makes you happy, Just total, it can't be that total bad. <laughs> yeah, that's great. A great track. Um, the story of her is really interesting. I didn't really know much of her background and how she got into music. Uh, you guys will like it though because. Uh, Brandy Carlisle and Jason Isbell show up in yeah, the documentary. Nice. So nice, nice. Yeah, I have a great she video of her a couple years song ago. the story on my phone. So <laughs> yeah, it's the story. Um, <laughs> she had an album a couple years ago called Threads. Mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. That was just it was her and a and a a guest every episode. Yeah. Or every episode, every every song. 
It's really cool. Very, very Americana country album. A lot of yeah, they have a segment on that. Um, it's, uh, man, I, I listened to her on Howard Stern a couple, a couple of weeks ago. She was talking about this and Howard brought up the point. It's like, you're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How is that even possible? Mm. <laughs> you know, like Sheryl Crow mm-hmm. rocks, like period. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is uh, very evident in this documentary. Cheryl, check it nice. out. You guys will like it. Love her voice. Oh, fantastic. Great voice. Great songwriting. Great, mm-hmm. great timeless energy. She's uh, still looks as good as ever. 60 years old. I mean, nothing not to love about about Cheryl Crow. Good good stuff. Awesome. All right. There it is. There's the uh, special oh, episode. My rec real oh, fast. Brian, what's your wreck? Uh, but it's music related. So go quickly. Uh, Black Keys, new album, Dropout Boogie. Love it. Super good. Really good. Uh, nice. Like the one they did last year, the uh, the covers album, Delta Cream, was mm-hmm. was good. Really cool. This is a little more. Um, it's a good. It, it's it feels a little more like um, Brothers. Like I like. I really liked uh, the last like real album that they did. Not that last year's wasn't. What was that called? Uh, rock and roll. Let's rock. Let's rock. Yeah, I like. I like that rock, album yeah. a lot. It was really good, but it was all very rock and. That was cool because the one before that really wasn't. Um, I sound like a great music critic right now. This one has a little more, a uh, little more nuance to it. Like it's not every song is the exact same kind of thing, and and I really dig it. It's very, uh, very listenable, very listenable, really fun, and uh, kind of ups and downs and stuff. So really dig it. It's called again, Dropout Boogie, the Black Keys. Yeah, the Delta Cream one was way more Southern rock. You know, yeah, blues Southern rock, influence. blues kind of thing. Which and was this really one is cool. way more poppy. Yeah. Back to their uh-huh. kind of radio. Yeah radio friendly I like, stuff. I, I just, I like their records when they are able to mix the highs and the lows a little bit. I think their, their best records have real rock songs and real kind of bluesy, slower, bring it down a little bit songs. Like, you know, you don't have to do a ton of that, but one or two songs mix it in there. You know, I think that's where they're, I think that's why brothers is their best album. I think it has, a great mix of all those things El Camino too so this one this one kind of falls in line with those albums more so than uh, Turn Blue or uh, Let's Rock yeah really does excellent there it is there's the uh, throwback and the weekly recommends we hope you'll subscribe and we hope you'll become a VIP if you want more episodes madaboutladiespodcast.com slash VIP really appreciate it and those people they get to vote on you know what we talk about they have an influence and impact on the show on a daily basis and uh, that discord is awesome great little group chat that goes on all the time on movie news and things like that so shout out to those people shout out to you for listening thanks for being here see you next time